Shalom, everyone, and welcome to the ICEJ's webinar series. We're doing uh, two webinars again this week. Uh, yesterday, we talked to Dr. Mordechai Kadar about the future of Gaza. He's an Arab affairs, Islamic uh, scholar, and really uh, incredible information that he gave us, even told us why Hamas attacked specifically on October 7th, even why the terrorists uh, uh, attacked the uh, trade towers in New York on September 11th. Just fascinating insights. I encourage you to go to our um, YouTube page and our Facebook page to see yesterday's webinar. Today, our second in the series, the Christian Embassy presents UNRWA, the facilitator of Hamas. UNRWA, of course, being the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, specific UN agency set up for uh, Palestinian refugees uh, ever since the 1949, after the War of Independence. And today, I've uh, asked uh, our guest, David Bedeen, to be with us. David is, um, I think he was trained as a social worker, but he became a, an investigative journalist. Many things that you see out there in public, sometimes he is behind rooting out the, the real story uh, in, in, of the Palestinian Authority, of Hamas, and, uh, and especially of UNRWA. He specialized particularly in this uh, UN agency, its corruption and his complicity and terror. He has the Israel Resources News Agency and also Israel behind the news website. Good to have you, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Okay. We've been friends since uh, the early 90s when I was in Washington working with CPAC, Richard Hellman, and uh, I just know you, you take deep dives and you get behind the scenes to really root out the real information, and uh, it's really good to have you here to talk about UNRWA. Um, can you tell us a little more about it, created as a special agency to deal with Palestinian refugees after the 1948 War of Independence? The UN never cared about all the Jewish refugees from all the Arab lands kicked out of their lands, never gave a penny, but somehow a, a sui generis, a unique refugee it treated differently than any other refugee problem in the world almost you'd have to say by singling this out it's it's really an anti-semitic institution well it's more than that thank you again for having me on your program uh, i've been studying the issue of unrwa since 1987 i was inspired at my jewish high school in philadelphia in 1967 so after the war um our teacher said you know the refugees are in our hands now. They're not in the not necessarily the Arab world, and now we can do something about it. And a few years later, 1970, I came to Israel, and I've been I was dreaming of working on this issue when I got my social work degree. And in 1987, I started a project to follow what's happening in UNRWA. And little did I know that the week after we began the uh, this office, the Intifada, the rebellion broke out, uh, and really the 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 idea of the rebellion. In the refugee camps, in 59 Arab refugee camps, was not, uh, you know, freedom or something. It was right of return by force of arms. Now, the guy who actually conceptualized the idea of UNRWA was a man named Kanfok Baradat, who was the UN mediator. And he didn't like the Israel's first law, which was the right of the law of return. So he created the right of return through UNRWA. 
Uh, and uh, that's he was the guy ever since. It was a Swedish guy. Yes, he was assassinated near the Jerusalem theater. Well, that's correct. That's correct. He, I don't know what role he played in that in that in that play, but uh, he he certainly had a few bull wounds which which silenced him for life. And uh, we didn't hear anything from him ever since. Not only from him, but uh, the Swedish government has been angry ever since at Israel. But what's very important to understand is the systematic inculcation in, uh, of the idea in, in the child in, in the minds of every Arab child that he has to go back to where where he comes from, even if the Arab villages no longer exist. And you know they could have taken the model of UNHCR, the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, which is the main with the regular. Uh, agency that handles refugees and, you know, systematically plan for a future. But that's not what they did. And as you said in your introduction, this is not only an anti-Semitic issue, but it's a war on the Jews issue. And what I, what our agency has been doing, and you can see our work at israelbehindthenews.com. You can see our we've, we've made 24 movies. We've produced two books. We've produced 45 studies of, uh, of UNRWA. So we've been following this for a while. We also were the People who who exposed to the U.S. Congress and the Canadian Parliament uh, the issue of one of um, the Hamas takeover of of UNRWA in 1919 and excuse me in 2007 uh, when the uh, when there were, were elections in the unions in the unions of of, of UNRWA and uh, what we, what happened was the uh, UNRWA the, uh, allowed everyone to anyone who wanted to run for it and Hamas took over in, in the area of 85 90 percent of the of the electorate inside UNRWA. Now we're talking about well, it's very important to understand. This is not simply a refugee, a a a, a, a uh, terrorist organization. This is a terrorist organization with a popular backing, and the new school books that were introduced by the Palestinian Authority and adopted by UNRWA, and we have all we have gone through all of the school books. We did so with an open mind. I even met Arafat, the PLO the PLO head, who who gave me the permission to go through the books. He said, "You will find words of peace." Well, a certain synagogue offered us $10,000 to find any words of peace and sent it to them, but we couldn't do that. And then they, and they I didn't get my $10,000, but I maintained my integrity because that the, it's, it is one long um, uh, diatribe of war. Now, we have four uh, experts working with them, Arabs and Jews, working on the textbooks. We've been working on them since that, uh, since that time, since they first came out in 2000. And uh, we've had some surprises because we knew it wasn't going to be peaceful. We had no idea that they would have a a, a whole seminar, a whole book uh, devoted to the to the um, uh, uh, legacy of, of, of Galala Mugrabi, a woman who murdered 36 Jews. Uh, this is not something to be expected in a school book, a school book, especially since it's under the aegis of the United Nations, UN, UN uh, Relief and Works Agency. Now here she. This is something. Well, again, I, I have more copies of this, and we have uh, we have a. Um, what's important here is that this is also analyzed on our on our on our site israelbehindthenews.com. We we translated it. We presented it to, to various parliaments, and after we presented this, this at the United Nations in 2018 to the UN, the head of the UN, Vukaris, he gave an order to UNRWA to remove the book, and they did remove the book. And guess what? UNRWA brought it brought it back four four months ago. It's a, it's a school book dedicated to teaching children on the how the importance of murdering Jews. Now, in case you gave me a copy of that, I gave it to a member of the Parliament of the Netherlands. Uh, I think uh, back in April, uh, you, you, uh, you have several copies of that. I appreciate it. 
Well, the owners, they're very pleased to sell it to me. That's how they make their living. But what's most important here is the designation at the back of the book, 2023, to make sure everyone knows it's been republished, renewed, and they don't care. Now, I've been a, our agency has been a voice in the wilderness uh, over and for, for the last 36 years. We also produced a book which people can order through us, uh, The Roadblock to Peace. And again, it rejects any kind of a two-state solution. It rejects any kind of um, uh, any kind of connection with the Jews, denying Israel's connection to Jerusalem, denying Israel's connection to the Jews' connection to, to the land of Israel. Very, very clear. Now, the roadblock to peace, which we have here, is supported without any, uh, without any hesitancy by all the nations of the world. Now, there's good news, which I can mention to, the, to your viewers, you'll be about the first people to hear this, is that the United States adopted a new contract with UNRWA that they can't use the money that they give them until they change the curriculum. Well, we sent our journalists to UNRWA, and they said, we're not changing the curriculum. And so guess what? For the last two years, they haven't gotten their, their money. Now, this, this is a sign that when you work... President, President Trump cut off the funds. Biden administration is resuming it, but setting conditions. Well, that's correct. Whereas, whereas Biden, uh, whereas Trump stopped the funds completely and that inspired Germany and the UK to increase their funds. What mm -hmm. Biden, I don't know if Biden himself was involved with this process, but someone sensitive around Biden put in this, this conditional agreement. And that's being reinforced. Now, people who are watching this program can, can turn to Congress. Now, right now, what the Biden administration is trying to do is to reverse that process. The Biden administration right now, as we're speaking, is trying to, in, in, in the months, in the weeks in, in, as December is beginning, uh, they're trying to reverse the process and give UNRWA the responsibility to handle Gaza, where two million residents who will go to UNRWA camps are, are to be found. In, in the wake of the war, that UNRWA should resume, and with no changes in the curriculum. Now, this is, there is the U.S., what, what I grew up in America, and there is something called due process there, which is very important. And so the U.S. has already made it clear that they will not renew the funding until they, uh, until they change their school books, but now the Biden administration is trying to, re to, to reverse that. And you, as constituents, as you're watching this program, you can look at my website, everything's there, and I want you to believe it because of my good looks. You can see on the site, IsraelBehindTheNews.com, there's a search engine, write the word UNRWA next to the word Hamas, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll see also the curriculum. It's very clear. There is no, it, it, no ifs, ands, and buts about what, what's being taught. Now, in order to, to see, seeing is believing, we have an, an audiovisual aspect of our work. We go out and meet the, meet the children in the UNRWA camps, and we, we film them. We film their schools. So, Dave, why don't we take a moment and look at a seven-minute movie that we made only two months ago, actually two and a half months ago, in the Oscar, uh, Oscar UNRWA refugee camp. I was inspired to go to Oscar because my neighbor, Rabbi Leo D., his wife and two children were murdered by people from Oscar while they were on a, a main artery in, in Israel. And what they did was to name a school, name a refugee camp, name a uh, not a refugee, excuse me, a, a, a summer camp in memory of the murderer, the murderers. So take a look just for a seven minutes, sit back, watch this, understand what's going on, and we publish, publicize what we find. If we found our other children speaking words of peace, we would publicize it tomorrow morning. That's not what we find. So let's take a look at these seven minutes. Okay. But, uh, uh, right before we do that, let me just uh, 
tell everyone why this is so relevant right now with the Gaza war. For decades, since 1949, UNRWA has been responsible for the welfare of Palestinian refugees, a special treatment that even the descendants of refugees are considered refugees. Their uh, roles have expanded to over 5 million uh, Palestinian refugees in uh, camps in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, the West Bank, and Gaza. And in Gaza, since Hamas has been there uh, in, in total power since 2006, 2007, they have uh, put their curriculum in, in the UNRWA schools, uh, embedding and, and brainwashing people with this death cult of Hamas, and that it, to allow UNRWA to continue there, like the U.S., like the Arab countries want, and the U.N. itself, is just going to create another generation of terrorists. But this Aksar camp is in uh, Judea, Samaria. It's up in the Shomron near Nablus, just east of Nablus. It's a small camp, David, but it's yeah, I, I've heard of Balada, the, the, the one in Janine that produces a lot of suicide bombers, but this Askar produces a higher rate of terrorists than any other community. UNRWA's there, and here's why you have that. Please, can, can you roll it? Even before we see the movie, understand Hamas and the Palestinian Authority have exactly the same curriculum. It's the curriculum used by the PA, and that's, that's and UNRWA. What's very important to understand Israel can't get rid of Hamas without also getting rid of the PA. And that is, the, at, we're speaking and during the days that the U.S. Secretary of State is coming to Israel and telling, uh, telling Israel two things. One, give more, more power. And number two, empower the Palestinian Authority. And that is a death wish for Israel. So don't believe, from my words, see the, this movie, take a look at it, and look at the other 24 movies on our site. No difference between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority. They both call for the eradication. Understand that the that the uh, that that the this is not something emphasized in the media or by any organization pro-Israel. That the uh, that UNRWA is made up of Hamas and the PA. Hamas re re reports to the PA not to Tehran. That is not the case. Israel is not under attack from Tehran. Israel is under attack from the Palestine Liberation Organization, which praises the Palestinian Authority, which has a Kind of a credible sound to it, doesn't it? Okay, just to show you, uh, this is a, a relatively new video that David Bedin has, has helped produce for us. I told you uh, he knows how to operate behind the scenes, find the right people to send in, and get people to talk on camera exactly how they feel, and then present it to the world. But uh, we had a terror attack in Jerusalem this morning. It was actually two brothers from... Uh, East Jerusalem uh, and uh, another uh, at a checkpoint down, I think, in the Jordan Valley, uh, uh, a, a car ramming this afternoon uh, while there's a ceasefire in Gaza that's teetering. It may end within the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, Hamas has stepped up terror attacks in the West Bank, and this is one of the hubs of their terror activity that is run by UNRWA, UN agency, that has perpetuated the refugee problem from 1948. Uh, again, David, all, every other refugee problem in the world since uh, 1950, when the UN Commission, uh, High Commission for uh, Refugees was created, within two or three years, the goal is is um, uh, either resettle them, uh, 
absorb them in the current country, re resettle them in a third country, or repatriation uh, somewhere else. That your your aim is to get them off the refugee rolls within two to three years. Here is a refugee problem treated differently than each other, self-perpetuating and always growing. And UNRWA says we, we are obligated to follow the curriculum of the local authorities. That's their excuse for why their schools for Palestinian refugee camps in the West Bank, in Gaza, are, are full of not one word of peace, all preparing the next generation for war and martyrdom against Israel. The way in which they got away with that, by the way, was the, uh, the various in the century people in the Israel peace movement made assurances that they checked the books and they were for peace. Well, there was a peace curriculum for the Palestinian Authority and for UNRWA, but, but we, let, we interviewed the guy who started that peace curriculum. He said, good news and bad news. Good news, there's a peace curriculum. Bad news, we're, we're not allowed to use it. Now, what's very important to understand in terms of nuances, there's no ceasefire and has been no ceasefire. Okay? There is a hudna. A hudna is a temporary respite, uh, respite in, in, in the Islamic tradition, and if you want to break it, you can. That's the difference between a ceasefire or an armistice and, and the hudna. And the media is complicit. All the governments in the world are being complicit with with broadcasting the lie that it's a ceasefire. There is no ceasefire and has been no ceasefire. There is more, and that's very important to understand. So uh, Israel is calling it a, a pause or something. They don't want something more long-lasting. They want to get back to fighting. And Hamas. Yeah. The mainstream media have been, have been saying uh, ceasefire. That's, that's part of the problem. And, okay, tell us, uh, UNRWA has 30,000 employees. It is the yeah. largest uh, UN agency of, of all of them, probably by far, uh, and, but they're split between Gaza, the West Bank, Jordan, uh, Syria, and Lebanon. And uh, in, in, do you know in Gaza how many uh, employees there and how many are loyalists of Hamas? First of all, the, Hamas won the... Won the uh, uh, workers' union overwhelmingly by ninety-two percent in their last election. So that's that's not a that's not an issue. What, this is the employees' union for UNRWA. That's correct. Teachers and and others. Now every nation, now every nation that gives money to UNRWA could say, okay, we'll give you the money on condition that you have no terrorists. And then leading countries are the U.S. Where the U.S. money has been, as I mentioned before, has been put in escrow. It's not being used because the there was a contract between the U.S. and UNRWA that they can't get more funds unless they change the curriculum. They haven't gotten more funds. They're not getting them. They're not. They're not changing their curriculum. They're not getting more funds. But Germany is now the leading leading exponent. And Germany just recently uh, communicated some misinformation, which your your viewers need to know. Germany said we're cutting off UNRWA. Well, UNRWA passes only the, the Germany funds UNRWA through twelve nonprofit organizations. In other words, they don't do most of it. Is not directly, and it is not direct funding, and it's it's continuing completely. Uh, it's it, it completely uh, in 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 tandem with what they were going to give them, which is uh, three hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. When you have uh, thirty thousand employees, the vast majority are Palestinian refugees themselves. They live in these camps, and they're running their local affairs, their schools, and and everything else, and. 
And there's just a, a layer at the top, senior leaders of, say, Europeans or whatever, leftist do-gooders. But they've been complaining that in Gaza, they've had over 100 in, uh, UNRWA employees killed uh, by Israel in this uh, the fighting in Gaza, doing a lot of complaining about it. But aren't most of these Hamas? They're neither Hamas, Hamas or Fatah or Islamic Jihad, but they're terrorists. That's what's most important to understand. There's no, there's no issue here with with who, 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 what, what the what the identity in our book. As I mentioned, we have the roadblock to peace. We profile fifty of the people who were killed from Every one of them was a terrorist, very very clearly. Now, what used to be when I started working on this project in 1987. The majority of workers were actually European or American or whatever. Um, from my hometown of Philadelphia, uh, the American Friends Service Committee provided a very high percentage of the workers at the time. In the February, Quakers. In February, the Quakers, correct. In February 1988, uh, there was a, a an overthrow of those workers and it became completely Palestinian. Not only completely Palestinian, but it was handed over to the PLO. And then the PLO more or less handed over to Hamas. And Hamas was viewed as something, some kind of a religious organization that you know we don't don't worry about them. They're just religious. They're not going to to uh, uh, be serious about terrorism. But they're they're they have actually taken the terrorism to another another level because they do it within the within the concept of Islam. So that it's not only right of return, right of return for Allah by 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 uh, force of arms. Very important, and the the inculcation. The indoctrination every morning, every child wakes up in the morning and, and and repeats the mantra that he's going back to where he came from, and by by force of arms. Now the donor nations. Many of you have people who come from the donor nations while watching this program right now. The U.S. I've mentioned before that they, so far they're holding back. The Canada, the U.K., Germany, uh, all the all the you know, all these all the countries in uh, Scandinavia. Very these are the and every one of them could make a condition. Now, we went to the Swedish ambassador, by the way, and the Swedish ambassador looked at our material, looked at the curriculum, and he said it was fake. Now, he said it was fake. I said, this is fake? Didn't you think that I had a laboratory here, um, you know, a, a laboratory here who was producing his books? And no, but again, he had, his name is Olenberg, and he has to be confronted with all the other ambassadors. Now, the other issue, which is very, very important, and I'm a social worker by profession, as, as you've admitted, I've admitted, and a social work professional looks at the at the balance of books and also the issue of transparency and accountability. Well, there is, most of the money comes in cash, and with most of the money coming in cash, there's no real accountability for what happens to the money. But we have proposed that we're looking for support for a major investigate private investigation of UNRWA to see what happens to that money. UNRWA is also one of the leaders in the world of sex trafficking, and that's something that I don't want to even mention in a in a document until we can we can. Uh, document it and show exactly what's going on. And we have sources ready to put out a report. So the UN, UN, UN which is known for uh, its, uh, its its sins and sex trafficking, can also include UNRWA in the next report. Very important. The UN is also one of the centers for the for the uh, export of arms, the arms and munition, uh, narcotics. Another very important effort when you don't oversee it. Now, the country of Qatar, Qatar, however you pronounce it, Q-A-T-A-R, has been exporting cash to one rough, and who knows what happens with the cash? That said, this has to be followed up. We worked with the senior medical professional for, for, for 20 years, who meanwhile has passed away, Dr. Ellie Lash, 
who was the head of medical services in Gaza, who documented at the time that medical equipment donated to Gaza disappears and is sold on the open market as are medications. Now, the, uh, the UNRWA people are always complaining that they don't have enough medical equipment and uh, enough cash, enough um, medicine. Now, we're talking about a budget of $1.6 billion without accountability. That should be a scandal in any, in any, in, in any society, including the Middle East countries where sometimes there may be some, some thievery or whatever, but not on this scale. It's very important to understand there's no accountability, no transparency, and it's the job of the people in the donations. You may not know this, but in 1991, there was a Madrid peace conference, which the RWG, the Refugee Working Group, was established to oversee uh, what happens to the money and IO and to, to, to plan a future for the Palestinian Arab refugees. Well, then the Oslo process came, and the Oslo process, which started in 93, completely neglected the, the issue of uh, the refugees. They were le left on the side, and um, the architects of the... Of the uh, plan and say, well, we'll work it out. It'll be okay. Well, it's not okay. And when you hear that of the 2.2 million people in Gaza, 2 million of them are from the UNRWA camps without a future, except the only future UNRWA gives them is you can go back to where you came from. Oh, to homes that do not exist. There's something wrong with, I don't need a social work degree to know there's something run in Denmark or at least in Gaza. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, this is very troubling. The teachers' union, the the, the workers' unions in UNRWA um, vote uh, majority with Hamas. I, I saw a report that 85% of the UNRWA employees in Gaza are either members or loyalists of Hamas in their vision of uh, radical Islamic uh, jihad war. And Actually, 92%. And this? 92%. And when they... When they uh, and the teacher in the in the union, the workers' union, ninety-two percent voted for Hamas. In, in two thousand nine, the Canadian government established our report, looked over our report on that issue, which we did for the European Parliament, and decided that they would pull out money from the from the UNRWA general fund. Well, when Trudeau was elected in twenty fifteen, he reversed it. We asked Trudeau, "Did you, the Trudeau government, did you see anything new?" And we have never gotten an answer on that, that question. No, no, this. This really gets into the problem. There's even reports that UNRWA teachers in Gaza ha have been holding Israeli hostages in their homes over the last two months. Correct. And uh, this the, again, the, the donor, people who are from any of the donor nations, the donor nations are listed on our site. They're also listed by you, by uh, by UNRWA itself. You can make an issue out of it. You know, I I worked. One of my uh, supervisors, a man named Eliezer Jaffe, may he rest in peace used to say, a problem is a problem when someone makes it into a, uh, into a problem. All it takes is one person who's watching this this this, this telecast, this this webinar, to make an issue out of it. A letter to, to Butaris at the United Nations, we found him to be responsive, his staff to be responsive, but no one's making complaints. And he he actually ordered UNRWA to take this book off the, off the shelves, and they took it off and put it back in. Why? Because there's not enough feedback from people. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, that's one of the problems we face. I think uh, this gets us to to the real uh, heart of the problem, the the core of the the issue um, is UNRWA and the wider United Nations organs uh, network itself. Is it complicit in the massacres and the atrocities committed on October seventh 
in the Western Negev inside Israel? I would say, without being too self-centered, that if, if, the, if the movies we made of UNRWA had been had properly looked at, we, we made four presentations at the UN itself, and we've been in the European Parliament, the uh, German Bundestag, the Swedish Parliament, the American Congress, and the Canadian, Canadian Parliament. If people had looked at our site, they would have seen in our movies the children simulate simulate attacks on kibbutzim on the on the border there. They simulate the uh, in each in, in their school plays murders of Jews, slitting their throats, etc. And on September twenty seventh of this year, not long before the 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 big attack took place, we brought our experts to meet with 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 ambassadors, with consuls, and with with senior people in Israeli intelligence, and we warned them. We we warned them what was about to happen. We, we, there was one takeaway sentence which can be used to this day: "Disarm UNRWA." UNRWA has become a and has become a, a uh, an arsenal, an arsenal of weaponry. Now, this person, a senior official of the Israel Foreign Ministry, wasn't aware of it. We then showed him our movie, and he was aghast. But the others have also been aghast, and but they haven't done anything about it. We need people to say, "Excuse me, why should schools, why should schools in a United Nations education system?" be filled with, with weapons and with or with armaments. They should be removed, and that would save lives. And that's something that would, it would save lives tomorrow morning. There's a, right now a respite in the, in the fighting. Fine. Let's get rid of the get arms, and let's have orders to get rid of the arms from the donor nations. You don't have to be either pro or anti-Israel. It's not a pro or anti-Israel issue. This is a matter of saving lives. Yeah, yeah so far, uh, one, one IDF officer in Gaza said, oh, yeah, uh, to find arms and, and weapons, rockets, all we have to do is go to the hospitals, the mosques, and the schools, and it's easy to find them. And there's hardly a school they've been to so far where they have not found weapons. But as I understand it, from the age of five, you are already trained, the young boys are already trained in handling weapons in the UNRWA schools. Well, you can see on our, our site, a movie we made called Unwa Child Soldiers, and I, I don't want to correct you, uh, but we, we found from the age of nine. Nine. That's what, that's what, the, what the commander said, from the age of nine. They have to go through a little bit of puberty, I guess. But the point is, the issue is, using child soldiers is one of the one of the rubrics of United Nations laws that you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I think that's someone who object to that, let, let alone how women have been, have been treated in, in the last few weeks. And with with there with there only a whimper of a sound. What happened to all these feminist women's movements? What's going on here? Anyway, let's go back to UNRWA. We can focus our energies. A hundred a one point six billion dollars from from sixty seven nations, thirty three nonprofit organizations. By the way, we've checked those nonprofit organizations that help UNRWA can be sued. They can sue be sued for making this book. This book UNRWA can't be sued because they're they're a United Nations agency. But when the when Manchester United or something like and they were amongst the donors, they can be sued for what they've done. It's called com complicity with murder, and that's something to be to take very seriously. Yeah, no, I I I just think that the the head of UNRWA is this this uh, Philip Lazert? Is it is Laz Lazzarini? Lazzarini is Italian or something? Well, he's actually from the German section of Suez. Okay, well, he doesn't know anything about anything. He, you know, he denies everything I've just told you. 
and uh, that's we have we have to make him responsible. Yeah, uh, I've heard some vicious rumors of we got uh, rid of and, the, we got rid of a previous UNRWA director when I asked him in the South in the, in the press conference at the UNRWA uh, policy conference in 2004. I asked him a simple question: How can you account for Hamas beating on your staff? His answer was, I don't check the religious credentials of my staff. Well, that was broadcast around the world, and he was fired. Mm. I feel terrible for causing stress to to uh, that that gentleman, and you know, is he was without without salary and without without way of making a living, poor guy. But that's the kind of thing that has to has to account has to come. And the UNRWA headquarters in Jerusalem, which is 150 meters from the Israel police quarters, you know, sometimes you know. One of my themes in to keep my, my sanity is to remember that as I grew up, I read Mad Magazine, and Mad Magazine was to say, well, we, we, you can't make these things up. Mm. And they also said, what me worry. <laughs> there you go. But I, I worry about these things. I, I Look, the head of UNRWA, the head of the High Commissioner for Refugee, he, he's not supposed to be dealing with this, but he's in there, the... Uh, the World Health Organization, all the UN Secretary General himself, all screwing bloody murder against Israel, genocide, no medicines, uh, humanitarian catastrophe. But I believe what the IDF is uncovering there, they're worried that it is proof of the UN itself being complicit in creating this this culture of death in Gaza, where so many are are uh, you know brainwashed into glorifying martyrdom, into jihad, the whole Hamas agenda, why isn't the UN complicit in this? And and you're saying you can't sue them, but you can sue some of the funders, some of the private funders. What about other countries? I mean, all in all the country, no country can be sued. The thirty three in the thirty three relief agencies can be can be sued. I have the list in front of me of the thirty three agency. You've got uh, the UNRWA Spanish Committee. You've got the Qatar Charity, the Foundation to, to Promote Open Society, the Norwegian Refugee Council, uh, RDR Australia, uh, Handicapped International, mm-hmm. the Kuwait uh, Red Crescent Society. They all have people here in Israel, mm-hmm. and they can they all. They, they all sound nice and and helpful and humane, but uh, really all... I'm glad you mentioned uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, uh, and said actually a, a tongue-in-cheek story. The person who was running the, the, the medical services in Gaza for the Israel Israel the civil administration, his name was Dr. Eli Lash. He used to say that he must be working for the Mossad because no one knows what he did. What do you mean? He's the guy who got the award from the World Health Organization for reducing infant infant uh, infant mortality in Gaza to, to almost nothing. Uh, and he says, this is the best kept secret. I must be working for the Mossad. Uh, and um, and some people said, well, you know, why don't you just let them die? His name was, he says, my name was, is Dr. Eli Lash, not Mengele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what, what are the chances that UNRWA is just going to, be allowed to continue its role in it's God. Will, the will there be watching? Reports? It's up to the people watching this program. I want to be very clear about something. A problem is a problem when someone makes it into a problem. If ten people in the world were to demand, demand that UNRWA go through a process of change of policy, 
this would this would this would reverberate all over the place. So far, people say, "Oh, that's the way it is." That's not the way it is. I, I, I my my uh, kippah is not only because of my bald spot, but I, I have a belief in the in, in, in that God's God does listen, and it can be changed. These things can be changed if people wake up and do something about it. If you just if you just want to sit in what we in, in the in the um, in the uh, uh, gallery in the box off of the box with the the what did they have in baseball the people who were in the first row of the of the, 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 the box seats box seats if they're yeah. sitting there they're not doing anything about it that's the problem get active find out verify if what David Bedin has just said to you is true ask questions of the and the foreign relations committees of each of the na of the nations we've been to, they're all sensitive to it. And that's the issue. They've worked in has uh, three public relations firms working to try to denigrate yours truly in terms of what I'm, I'm telling you. This is not only my issue, but it should be everyone's issue. The fact that that um, 5.5 million people are educated with the idea of the right of return by force of arms and not to hate Jews, but to kill Jews. That's one of the most important things to emphasize. It's not I don't, after 36 years of working in this subject, I don't find there's an atmosphere of hatred. There's an atmosphere of murder. Robert Wistrich, may he rest in peace, who was a, uh, a scholar of the Holocaust, he sat in this office, combed through the school books, and they combed through the Nazi school books. There's no, no comparison. The Nazis try to cover up what they're doing. They say it very openly in terms of what them. They won't hide it. It's just, you know, they, they have eyes and they, they will not see. That says in, in, the, in the book of Psalms. You know, people and years, and they will not listen. All we need is ten people in the world to to to. I had two grandfathers named Abraham, so that's cool. Ten people in the world who will make an issue out of this, and it can change. We need a, a and that's of, of ten right. Uh, I'm afraid, afraid of getting uh, feedback, and that what what you have to do is give feedback based on this material. And mm -hmm. you think this these this movie you just saw was unique. Look at the twenty four other movies we have on our sites. Each one is worse than the other. Okay, uh, we need a ten, a, a minion of ten righteous to get active on this issue. If people want to know more, uh, your site is Israel Behind the News. Israelbehindthenews.com, and you'll also see how you can contribute. We get no money from any any government at any time. We get we get support for our movies and our investigations only from private individuals, and it's been very tough. Because no government really wants us to succeed, because it messes up the you know, the status quo. But it's been very tough over the years, especially this past year. And people say, "Oh, everyone knows." Well, people do not know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the, I, the reason why we want a hundred copies of this school book is so we can we can give it to people of influence, very important. Because who would imagine that a school book for a United Nations school system whose theme is peace is eat. Peace is here. That they, that they would actually have a manual on how to murder Jews with a murderer as the role model. That's nonsense. I haven't got a wild imagination since you heard that I read read Mad Magazine as I grew up. I have a, a wild imagination, but this is not imagination. Yeah. Okay. The website is israelbehindthenews.com. Uh, you can make a donation there. You can get all the information to become an activist, to go to your country's leaders and ask them to challenge this uh, corrupt and even criminally complicit 
uh, UNRWA organization. Uh, the Palestinian kids need an education. They need care. They need help. But as long as Fatah or Hamas are running the show, it is just going to be used to raise another generation of terrorists. And we've already seen evidence of it today in the terror attacks here in Jerusalem and Jordan Valley and what's going on in Gaza. More important comment. People said, why don't you just get rid of UNRWA? I'd like to, maybe I'd like to nuke UNRWA. Who knows? But you can't, there's what you can do and what you can't do. What we can do is advocate for policy change. It's not, UNRWA, the United Nations is not going to get rid of UNRWA. But when we, we meet, meet diplomats and say, do you, you think that uh, the issue of, of teaching murder should be changed? The answer is yes. Mm. Okay. Well, David, we thank you for your time looking at UNRWA, a facilitator of Hamas. Very, very good information and a call to action as well and an appeal for funding to help continue exposing this work. I think it's a very important way to push back at the UN itself for the way it treats Israel. It is a weak spot for them. It is atrocious, morally uh, degenerate, if you ask me. And we need to be more active on it and raise our voices. We thank David Bedeen for being with us today. Remember, you'll, uh, you can share this and watch it again on the Christian Embassy's Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. And uh, yesterday we talked to Dr. Mordechai Kadar uh, uh, on uh, the, uh, um, the future of Gaza and, and really great insights on Hamas. Today, David Bedin on UNRWA facilitator of Hamas. We'll be back next week with more interesting webinars. And just at the top of the hour at four o'clock, we'll have our daily global prayer gathering with Christian leaders and prayer warriors from all over the world. Join us then. Thank you for being with us. And shalom from Jerusalem.